Hey, welcome everyone to the Quantum Transformation Program with Dr. Chaitna Krupalu. She is the founder and CEO of the Angelwing LLC and the QTP program has been constructed specifically to give opportunities to individuals who've had issues with addictions or other mental health problems or other kinds of difficulties. And it is an opportunity for them to do some volunteer work, to be part of the Angelwing program and at the same time, find ways to progress further. So in that endeavor, Dr. Chaitanya Gopalu has identified 52 principles of quantum transformation. And today uh, I'm requesting her uh, to elaborate on the principle of integration. Um, what is meant by integration? What is integrated? There's other words related to it, things like fragmentation, dissipation. There's many ways of thinking about it. Uh, so um, she's going to talk about this, and then I'll kind of ask her some questions uh, in this process. And then eventually this uh, this series of recordings, including this one, will be part of the Quantum Transformation Program and the presentation series. So with that, uh, uh, Dr. Chaitanya Kripalu, uh, can you just briefly just talk about what is quantum transformation? Just a quick intro on that one, and then um, get into what you mean by integration. Thank you, Sachin. This is Dr. Kripalu, Chetna Kripalu um, from Angel Wing. I am going to do my best and um, I will first go through what uh, the quantum transformation program is about. Um, the reason we came up with that title or name is um, this was mainly um, for people who've had a difficult past in the sense that they could be a, you know, some kind of a felony they've, you know, been through or they've, you know, felony charges have been um, put on them or they've been through addictions or uh, even, you know, post-traumatic disorder. It could be pretty much, you know, mental health issues. Um, it could be any of that. So the idea about how could they get reintegrated to live a better life or to live a more, uh, a better life or the best life they can in the future needs uh, a huge change in their lives. And that is why we call it a transformation. And if, and it's the transformation is not just a simple transformation. Transformation itself is not simple, but we, if we call it quantum transformation is because it has to be dealt with or we have to probe into the root cause of what caused this past to happen. Uh, of course, not all the time, um, not every time can we identify, um, you know, that it's always, you know, the choice that that person made at that time. But it's just deeper than that because there's several factors involved when the person goes into addictions or any of these goes through these uh, issues. So there is, you know, a lot of the, these issues have to be dealt with to get into that frame of transformation or being a, almost into a new state of being, a different state of being. And so that is why we call it as quantum transformation. And this is this possible? I definitely uh, believe and know this is possible. So this is what we're trying to do with Angel Wing to bring about the transformation. So the past which that person uh, has gone through is just to remain it as past memory 
and not to have this charge and emotion with it, which is what causes problems. And to really um, have a, almost like a new phase of life, which they really want to live the, the way they had envisioned in the way back in the past or envisioned in the future. So that's what it is. So now coming to the, um, uh, I think we're talking about, uh, it's, it's actually a big um, topic or a title. Uh, integration and versus fragmentation or dissociation or um, I mean any of those similar you know um, terms of or uh, names you can put into uh, put this into so um, let's talk about what fragmentation means in my um, opinion is we know that the mind functions unconsciously 95% of the time only 5% of the time are we conscious. So, and that happened. And so what happens when I say when conscious is subconscious? So we are looking at things constantly. We are being bombarded by so many things in, on our outside, which is, you know, kind of taken in by uh, our senses, which is our eyes or ears. Um, and then, you know, touch, taste. A smell, all these things. So we are not usually focused or you're not very um, intuitive about, you know, keeping in touch with everything which comes in. A lot of it is unconscious. So the mind has to do something with all these impulses which come in. And um, it, it can, be, if, if it's unconscious, it just goes into that subconscious part and we don't even know what, how the mind dealt with it. Um, so we don't have access to those things because we're not aware of it. So what happens is your mind now becomes um, fragmented, meaning that you know how how fickle-minded we can be. One moment we like something uh, good, and we may not like it at at a different kind at, at a different time. Uh, we may want to do something temporarily. The deep desire kicks in, but then it may not be something sustainable or whatever, you know, you don't want to do something. For example, sometimes, you know, um, we, especially the beginning of the year, you know, we're all gung-ho about how we want to make a change in our lives. Our conscious mind knows that we want to eat right, we want to exercise because we haven't been doing that. So our conscious mind really wants to do all these things. But then there are so many things in the subconscious which comes in uh, to sabotage all this, to reason out stuff like, oh, but you don't have time, but you are so busy doing this. You have other responsibilities. So you may be able to achieve that for a short while and go back to what you were doing before. So that's the fragmentation of the mind we're talking about. Well, it always constantly talks to us. You know, we have all these um, chatter in the mind which comes into the picture, which makes us um, listen to these minds which are opposite even to each other are not saying the same things. So that's the fragmentation of the mind. So even the one part of the mind is fighting um, against the other part of the mind. And so we have this battle, you know, in our mind all the time. So the other example is you're coming back from work. There are two options. One is, you know, to sit and watch TV and eat and go to sleep. The other one is, yes, uh, you have a long day, you, you had a tough day, but, it, you know, you could go, you could take a walk, you can exercise, actually, which would make you feel good in two ways, not only your mind, because being outside is just so refreshing for the mind, as well as the body, which you get some exercise there and come back. But 
Um, so this is the two parts of the mind which is fighting against each other, and it's up to you what you want to choose. And occasionally you will choose the right thing, but then most of the time you don't. So this is the back of it talking about the fragmentation of the mind. So you can imagine if somebody has been through something big like addictions, it's more of a battle. So what happens at this time is, you know, you want to shut that, you know, chatter out of the system. So you go back and, you know, either do drugs or alcohol, you cover it up or anything like that. So that is why we talk about fragmentation. Even in regular, you know, even people who have don't have a past, we have this constant battle. And that is why we, you know, most of us are anxious or depressed. We have this emotional roller coaster up and down. We don't know what to do with it because of our, you know, intense conditioning or subconscious programming, which always comes into the picture. So this is what we call it. Now, what is dissociation? It's a little different. So dissociation is almost like you take a emotion which comes from a prior experience and you get walled off in it. For example, if you know that, um, you know, you, you basically you're saying that um, if you, let's say Facebook, for example, um, that's the biggest platform where people always kind of post their best pictures and um, like, as I mean, almost telling others they're having the best time in their lives. Everything about them is so wonderful and everything. And, you know, while it may not be true, but if somebody is very sensitive to those outside circumstances, they don't want to hear that. They start feeling anxious inside that, you know, compare and contrast. I'm not feeling like this. There's something wrong with me. And that makes me nervous. Um, and instead of dealing with it, what they do is they shut themselves off of it. They, you know, they may um, not, you know, sign off of Facebook. Same thing with friends. If they give you these kind of emotions, which you already had, make it worse by, you know, somebody who's rich, somebody who's well off, somebody who's doing great in their job, very passionate about their job, and you don't have all these things. You get walled off into your own cocoon by, and that while it may be important and true that you have to have the right environment, you have to have the right company, all of that, but you can't hide from everything because it doesn't go away. So that is dissociation, essentially, where you're really hiding and you're not dealing with all these uh, emotions which come up because they think they're going to affect you so much that they're going to destroy you. So that is the idea about dissociation and fragmentation also, because when you're fragmented, you're so confused. You just feel like you don't know what to hear and you just shut everything off and not think about it. So those are the problems which we face in our everyday lives. So what do we do to resolve this or, you know, move in the right direction? And that's when integration is a key. So what does integration mean? So, Essentially, what we're trying to do or we should be doing and move towards is you want to have a bird's eye view so that you can see all the pieces of the puzzle and see how you can deal with those. So essentially, meditation is a big part of it. So meditation is where you you can use any technique, any tool, anything you want. You can do breathing. You can do um, observing your thoughts if you want, which is actually a good one to do. Um, and whatever helps you, um, you know, see the chatter of the mind slowly disappearing. And then, you know, you kind of transcend or go beyond your mind and body to even know there is something more than that. 
So that is very important to reach that space in you, which will give you that um, starting point where you can actually get a bird's eye view. So when you have these emotions come up in your meditation, you're not stopping the emotion or the thoughts which come through. You're not pursuing it or you're not starting it. So those are the three things, you know, which I heard somebody say, and it was very, it's, it's actually um, um, almost like registered in my mind, which is what I keep telling myself. So what does that mean? What it means is you don't want to, when, you, when you're sitting, you know, of course, you know, all these thoughts come by. Most of the time, what do we do? If we are silent for a bit, we're, we're, we're feel, we almost feel like anxious, it's like there's something wrong. I'm just sitting and doing nothing. So we start thinking about what should we do tomorrow? What is my list like? No, we're not going to do that. That is how you don't start a thought. Now, what about stopping a thought? That everybody knows, right? We have this whole band of thoughts coming in and you you want to stop because it's really um, bothering you because it is such streams of thoughts. You feel like you're not supposed to have those thoughts. No, you just observe them as if you're observing clouds in the sky and you let it go and it will disappear. But you... If you don't give, you know, any, um, you know, you don't feed it or you, you're not trying to stop it. No, so pursuing is the same thing. You don't, you don't identify with the thought or you don't um, follow it in the sense, you know, how you have these thought loops. So really intentionally, you're just observing them. So they disappear for a while. Now, if you feel any emotions coming up, you don't want to suppress them. In fact, you want to face them right on and go into that feeling um, you don't want to do it alone, of course. This is something which a therapist has to be there to say, keep reminding you that it's a safe space. And these things are not happening to you, especially in things like PTSD and everything. You know, the thought is so powerful that you re- relive the whole um, uh, event again and these emotions kind of take on. So, but the, you need somebody to be working with you. But it is very important and very healing. When you do that, so when you go through these emotions, just just by going through it, not by remembering and pursuing it and everything and going and building, you know, like a vicious cycle, you just go through it, they disappear. So that's how you get through it. And then you you uh, come to a point where you can see the bird's eye view, which I'm talking about, which is very clear that all these emotions happened in the past and the past, the story is over. Okay, it's a memory because we remember stories, just like the good ones too. And now it doesn't have the charge or the emotions. So now you're integrated because you're able, you're not fearful, you're not afraid, you're not um, to look at these things because, you know, they're just feelings and emotions. And all you know is to hang in there and just to go through it. So those are all, so that brings about this integration of thoughts by meditation where you can look at it from a different angle or from almost like a, you know, different level, like you're looking up from above rather than you're in your head with one single thought, which keeps connecting to one and then the other and then the other when you are so confused and you don't know what to do with it. So that helps us look at it as a bird's eye view, which brings up our integration. So now you have one mind, you're not fragmented. So you have better way of dealing with whatever comes your way in your life which is whatever happens in the situation, you take a deep breath, you step back, and you say, wait a minute, this is what's coming up. I know what to do here. I'm going to just see how to solve it at this point. I'm not going to extrapolate it in the future. And, you know, from, of course, with 
having compared it to what happened in the past, I'm going to do whatever's in front of me and I'm just going to stay there. So it just helps with that. So I think in, in that way, the integration is very valuable and comes with practice. Again, like anything else, we have to work at everything. Every day, we, you know, every minute we work at these things. Awareness of where the thoughts are going and then having control over how to respond to these thoughts. When the emotions come up, how to go through it or hang in there so they actually disappear. And they're not just there to haunt you, you know, for a lifetime. So I think that gives some idea about what fragmentation versus integration is. So that's a very nice exposition. Just a quick follow-up, and then we can uh, stop here. Um, the quick follow-up is about the bird's eye view. You mentioned that if there is a bird's eye view, a higher view to see bigger aspect of what's going on, bigger process. Uh, usually, <clears throat> when people are going through difficulties, it's very hard to maintain something like that or even to achieve something like that. <clears throat> the question is, how does one actually even begin to have that kind of view? How, how does one open the mind further? You talk about meditation and reflection, you know, integration. All, um, these ideas are certainly there. But I guess what I'm asking is when a person is going through a difficulty, it doesn't seem like they can maintain a broad view. They're just pretty much, very much concentrated on what, what's going on at that time. Uh, what do you say about this? I think the biggest... Can record it, that's okay. Um, the biggest thing you start really is um, you have to work with a person who's knowledgeable, especially when you have deep rooted uh, issues, definitely. And um, give you know, you have to find a safe space which somebody can give you to really. The biggest help is actually breathing or breath because breath is our life force. And whenever we breathe, you know, steady breaths, slowly inhale and slowly exhale, it really helps us in to feel our uh, thoughts interrupted and, you know, being in a different state. It's called heart rate variability. You go into this heart resonance, which allows your body to go into this, you know, in, in, into the parasympathetic phase by stimulating, sorry, stimulating the vagal nerve which calms you down immediately, allowing you to be in the present moment and seeing that everything is okay. So that needs to be practiced. That itself is a kind of meditation. We're not talking about sitting for hours and everything. These are the tools we can do several times a day. And there has been studies actually done by HeartMath Institute where they have done this research where they had people meditate five minutes in the morning and then through the day, about three or four, even six times, uh, three times or four times, when you do five minutes each of this breathing, just structured breathing, this timed breathing, where it allows you, and there's different versions of it, of course. So, you know, it, first thing is breathing, then you put your emotion, then you allow you to expand your heart space, and remembering something uh, of appreciation or wonderful thing you've had before to, to keep it expand and more sustained. So there are techniques like that where you can be, be, people can follow and practice on a regular basis so that when this memory comes in, you are able to use these techniques, which calms you down. So be, because a lot of people get 
what happens with these emotions is your body goes through a lot at that time. Your heart races, your palms are sweaty, you are not able to breathe, and you feel like you're having a heart attack and you're going to go crazy. So this physical response is what we're trying to, you know, kind of uh, calm down when you do these tools, when you practice these tools. So that helps you actually open up your prefrontal cortex where you can reason, you know, and actually and not have the um, limbic system or the amygdala, which is supposed to be for guarding you and being aware and fight or flight response and everything, that prevents that from getting hyperactive. So we're trying to do the opposite. So there is a scientific explanation to this, and that really helps putting these tools in practice. So you have to do these things and work on it on a regular basis, which will allow us to open up to that possibility. Okay, that was very nice. Uh, that was Dr. Chetna Kapalu uh, with a nice exposition on integration. Thank you very much for the very nice um, exposition. And we will be integrating your comments into PowerPoints and online presentations and all that. Thank you very much. Dr. Thank you so much. Okay, Chetna Ji, so let us continue then on Friday. Right? And everything else is on track at this point, and we will then uh, keep progressing ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Did uh, I share Mira's information? What was that? Did I share Mira's information, like your, her phone number? Uh, I think I have her number. Okay. Let me just double. No, because she said fine for the TikTok. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, just uh, just send me her, her, her current phone number. Give me one second. We'll do it sure. right now. Sorry. Okay, I sent it. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, so whenever it's no urgency, but so, I'm just. No, so. I, I will definitely definitely. Uh, and I I sent you three emails. One is a song. One is a meditation. I think one is a motivational so, video. So I got the song, then it said how to stay motivated. I got that, and then I got the silver centering exercise. Yeah. Right? Okay, good. All right, so that's for this evening, yes. which is great. And uh, okay, very good. So we will take it from there then. All right. Want to meet? When do you want to meet before the thing? So uh, let me just check something here today. Yeah. Um, how about we can meet at five fifty? Yep. About ten minutes ahead. Sure. Make sure everything is loaded up properly, working okay. Should should be fine, and then we can start at six o'clock. Uh, and then and then I have a thing at seven o'clock. I have a virtual tax preparation thing actually with someone. So um, so. Uh, oh, the five minutes before, just remember, remind me. Yeah, that's fine. That's no problem. So I mean, because it'll, because you'll be just finishing up your dialogue or last Q and A anyway. So it's and I'll have it. I'll have it on a different. And we'll all just leave anyway. Yeah, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. So that's why that's why I have to go. I have to go to the bank to get some statements from last year that I didn't go to have and stuff like that. So you for your taxes? For my business, it's minimal. It's not much, you know. But, but no, I was gonna say there's a, there's still little little so, okay. Small tax, but oh, I mean, you're not coming in on Friday, right? You no, just... because because we want to do our our, our recordings. That's why. 
you know, so okay. we'll do more recordings and, and, uh, and what, what we do need to get is a good camera, uh, for you, you know, so, uh, I mean, it, it's okay on the screen, but we have a little better quality camera. We can no, see my phone is really good because it's the latest one, 12, you know, so what I want to do, I was going to tell Vinny, I'm actually going to text Russell okay. to send, um, tripod. Yeah, so you can just um, look it up and do it that way. Yeah. Right, so that way I can um, do some of the energy techniques. And then also to have the mic attached to that. Right, right. So, so I'm going to see if they have extra mic, otherwise you have to order it. That's okay. Um, just order, um, order the same one he ordered before. For, because I have one, Elizabeth has one, so, so, you, right. so, so you need one. Okay, and um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so is um, Elizabeth recording any of the her techniques to... <laughs> So what we're doing, yes, <clears throat> uh, every time she does a presentation, it is being recorded now. So, uh, and plus we're, and, but she needs to spend more time actually doing the, doing the recordings of the specific techniques themselves. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah, that she has to do it on her own. I don't know if she knows. That's the, that's what I am going to do. But yeah. it would be good to help her with that because then there'll be so many other tools. Right. Not just me, you know, so that oh, would be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I will continue to work with her on that for sure. No problem. Yeah, so it shouldn't be a difficult thing, actually. It's not, no, no. Like even at home, she can do it. In fact, I, I do have four or five techniques already recorded from her. Oh, good. So, so awesome. there's different ideas uh, that are there, and, uh, and then once we get them all loaded up and everything, you'll be able to see that, you know. It's, How it's, long is it, do you know? Uh, some of these things are 10 minutes long, some of them are 7 minutes long, some of them are 15 minutes long, it's just, you know, so like that. But I have to, the editing takes a little bit of time, so I'm going through the editing. And oh, no, 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 I'm just oh. asking because, you know, people want tools like one minute, two minutes, like that, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, so we can uh, do those also, yes, so uh, I, I'll mention that to her for sure. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Sounds Thanks. good, I'll, I'll see you this evening then, okay. Thank you so much. Okay, sure.